Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Down by the river in the heat of the day, there's an itty-bitty buddy with a pocket on play. And down by the river in the evening time, there's a little picture of her brother on a dead vine. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. And we had no way of getting into phase just then. And no. So I just... No. Yeah. But... Was that a real song? What you were doing already? Uh, not, not really. No, no, don't think so. <laughs> the first line down by the river in the heat of the day is a is something from one of my children's books about a uh, a large crocodile. Down by the river, river mm-hmm. in the heat of the day, the crocodile sleeps and awaits his prey. It's a little bit of a creepy way to start a a kids book, but do you have a kids book? I do have a kids book. Yeah, I've got several. No, but no, but as in like, is it one you own or one that you've written? It's one that I own. It's one that I own. It's not one that I've written. I have written some kids' right. books, but they do not exist yet, Alastair. They are not yet out in the no, world. No, but Andy, but Andy, I think I think if you say my kids' book, one of my kids' book, one of my kids, oh, one of my books. kids' books, yeah. <laughs> you weren't you weren't right. listening for the possessive apostrophe, no. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, Andy. I'm not sure if it was me there. You're right. You're right. We could we we could put a little vote out. Say who thought that it was one of Andy's books. I think that he had I written. Think that most people would assume that when you say one of my kids' books, that you're not a, a children's author. I think that's the default. I'm not. I could be wrong, oh, but I, I would. Say, the, I would if, say that statistically people... speaking, more than fifty percent mm. of the population aren't children's authors yet. Right, and how many people who say that that you assume what they're saying is your version? Um, do you think are people who write kids' <laughs> books? <laughs> people who are. You know, their job is a writer, and they've also been writing. But a kids most book people, most people don't books. know that about me. That's one of my secrets. Mm. So yeah. again, yeah. it's back on you. Well, you know, is more than fifty percent of the people kids population books. people. Andy's had to write kids' books because of his financial problems. <laughs> I've been driven to <laughs> des- uh, out of desperation to authorship. Oh, it's the. It's so embarrassing. I like that. Uh, the, you know, that no. was that was Dickens, right? He had to he had to keep writing to get. I mean, I, I imagine this is a lot of writers whose <laughs> it's their job. They have to keep writing to get money. But like, it feels like when you hear yeah. stories about Dickens, it was like, oh, I've got to get this story to the publisher this Friday, or there won't be food on the table. And he was just like racing to get this stuff out there. So that it could be turned into, um, I'm just describing working in the arts, aren't I? I'm not actually. Well, you mean you're probably describing work. <laughs> just to, I've got a, I've got a quick, I've got to work in order to get this money so that I can. <laughs> I guess, I guess what I seemed interesting to me about it was that he's got, he, you know, the the works that he produced are some of the you know the pillars of english literature um that's true and and that, that it is funny to picture a you know that there's no buffer mm, that it's yeah that you're you're a writer who is writing until the last mm. minute and then handing it yes. in and and that you can get the money straight you away you get the money straight rather away than it being a sort of multi-year <laughs> process you get the money straight away and the money that you get you instantly use to buy food which is exactly as much food as you need to survive <laughs> to finish the next chapter of the book. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> I mean, there should be a planet, you know. And uh, I'm sure you're a big fan of Star Wars, Alistair. 
and you watch the new, the, uh, you know, the first I've, one of the most recent <laughs> trilogy. Um, and I haven't seen hope. any of the new ones. Um, yeah, I've only seen episode one, two, and three. <laughs> Quite seriously, the old ones, like, like. No, I've seen the. I've seen one, two, three, four, oh, and five, okay. and six. That's a shame. But I stopped. I've stopped watching them since about the year two thousand. I don't know when the other ones came out. Well, I reckon they all came out within the last ten years, but I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen any since two thousand and ten, at least. The, in the oh, actually, no, I haven't seen three either. So I've seen one, two, four, five, six. In uh, the new, um, uh, the first one of the new trilogy, A New Hope. Um, Daily, no, <laughs> Daisy Ridley's character is living on this planet where they sort of they're scavengers and they scavenge materials from crashed yeah. spaceships and then they go and give them to this guy and he gives them just enough of this sort of little flaky things that you then pour water on and they turn mm. into bread, right? So it really is that you know that kind of thing where it's like it looks every culture has every bread culture has bread. That's what I'm saying, okay? But uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that a room temperature bread? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's what we've been dreaming of. They came up with it in <laughs> Star Wars. Room temperature bread. Oh, wow. I mean, I know it was a long time ago in a, far, a galaxy far, far away, but it really feels like the future. If they've got room temperature bread, that that's a, that's an, a I mean, it, impossible dream. Is it a dry bread though, or is it just like a sponge? It looks like dry bread. Is it? She tears it apart. Yeah, that seems crazy. Where? Eh? She gets the flakes. She puts Do you the see flake them spread in the bowl. anything wet on it. She, um, puts the water on the bread. The bread rises and turns into bread, cooked bread. Yeah, and it just gets dry. And it just gets dry somehow. Maybe it's I a guess kind it's of like it's like fungus or something. That would do that, like a kind of yeah. A, it just it just distributes the water really well into like within cell yeah. walls or something like that. So somebody that should try crossbreeding. I think the key to our room temperature bread, one of the first steps, could be to crossbreed yeast with wheat and with make mushrooms. yeast. Oh, and then oh. with mushrooms as well, which which bloss, which you know rise and bloom so quickly. Now, I think one of our problems mm. that, is that these are three different kingdoms of Life. So we've got bacterial yeah. things, and we've got fungus. Is yeast a bacteria? And then we've got. I think Andy, it's time we bring the you know the seven houses to back I together. Think so we all used to be one. <laughs> I think we need to become mm. sort of inter inter household mm-hmm. breeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an experimental. There's a sketch time. idea in this. Yes, and. It's time that we find out. It's people who are trying to figure out how to breed with mushrooms, how to breed with bacteria. You know, you know who separated us. It would be, it who? would be one of the time. groups, or maybe a, a, a as a, as yet undiscovered group that felt threatened by how powerful we were when we were together, and they split us up somehow, drove us apart, made us think that we were enemies, but really. Do you think it was the UFOs? Could have the been UFOs the UFOs. Who, who, Because at the time, our, you know, because you know, apparently the UFOs, they watch our our jets and stuff like that. They they go to nuclear sites, testing sites and stuff like that. So they're always watching our most advanced technology. But at the time, our most advanced technology was mm. multicellular organisms. Exactly. And they convinced us that we, you know, we needed to fight. We needed to eat each other to survive. But really, we need to recombine all our DNA, and it'll slot together mm. beautifully like crystals interlocking in some ancient artifact, right? And yeah. and then we'll form one back into one sort of what whatever the beautiful proto-organism that we once were or could have been before we were, you know, driven apart by this sort of prehistoric Sauron type. They convinced us to eat each other when really what we should be eating is free electrons from hot vents at the bottom exactly. of the sea. And room temperature bread, which is probably what will shit out, bread. I imagine, once we become this creature. Now, 
Oh, well, if you just if all you eat is free electrons, though, what does the what does the shit look like? This would. Uh, <laughs> um, would you just uh, would you just be shitting out an electric charge? I guess sparks. <laughs> sparks come out of your ass. <laughs> lightning. Yeah. I shit lightning. So you just kind of put you just you just sort of sit on a lightning rod mm. and then <laughs> just ground yeah. it all. Ground one off. I'm oh. going to go and ground one off. I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not a nice thought, is it? To have like a metal dildo that you just kind of sit on and that you... And discharge. And then you... Mm. Like that and you go, okay. It's essentially your body's a big capacitor. Mm. Um, but... But I mean, that's the purest form of eating just energy. Exactly. Right? Getting energy from your food if your food is just pure energy. But I think that the context that this would work as a sketch is we somehow get attacked by whoever it was, right? So it's an alien, and they decide that we're now sufficiently divided, and they attack us, right? And we can't stand up to them. And then we do some sort of... There's some crazy scientist who has this theory that we need to recombine all the seven kingdoms of life to to regain our primordial power to defeat this thing. And I guess we all jump into a big yep. blender. We blend every <laughs> everything. Which all would work living so things. well for like the mosses and the ma- and mm, the mushrooms. Yeah, they wouldn't notice a thing. But well that's how they you, you can you can just you know multiply moss by doing that and then just putting it in with some milk or something like that and just pouring it on pavement and you'll just have that pavement will be covered in moss. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. And one day that's how we'll make clothes. We'll, you know, moss is, is basically nature's velvet. And mm. and that's what we so should nice. be. So nice, so spongy, so nice to mm. the touch. Mm. That's what we should be wearing. We should have gone with moss instead of grass. I know, I know I've said that before. Have you said I, that I know, before? But I will never stop saying it. Yeah, I think moss is better than grass. It's so amazing. But it's more like single use. I think that like once you tread on moss... It's fucked. It's dead. No, no. I think I've I've stepped on some moss that has it's lived, lived, lived to tell All the right. tale. Well, I don't think you'd have it in a major and thoroughfare. Think about, I don't think, think, about think you'd this, play Andy. football on it. Think, I don't think you'd play tennis on a moss court. Think about oh, that's, that's well, Wimble moss. Actually, moss if we haven't already talked about that, that's another great sketch idea. Coming up with new surfaces to play tennis on, ah. because. The the slippery rock surface. Yes, it's like a creek. Exactly, bed. ice. <laughs> mm, the ice court. Snow. Different. Actually, I wonder if I wonder if um, you could desert. have skating, tennis. You know, tennis on tennis on ice. I'm sure, somebody's tried it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, flying tennis. Here's another idea. Right. Tennis on air. Ah. Okay. So, are you are you so it's tennis, but it's a it's a thousand meters up. <laughs> okay, how are you flying? Have you? Hey? Are you? Oh, this would work, right? Both the contestants jump out of the plane at the same time, right? Yeah. And and with a net. with a net, the net's also falling, and they play tennis in free fall, yeah. hitting the ball mm-hmm. across. You'd have to exactly, yep. you know, manipulate the your terminal velocity. You'd have to drop the the lines at the same time. Yeah, as everything well. would have to get dropped at the same time. Yeah. Now the only question is, what about bouncing? Yes. What about bouncing? Well, I mm, and what presume you'd have to have people miles below on the ground, or maybe just falling just below you on some sort of upside down helicopter, right? With BB guns, uh, and they point, they aim upwards, and they hit fire at the balls to ricochet the balls back up towards the uh, the players. Maybe it would have to be a robot they that fire does this. fire guns? Yeah, BB guns. Oh, BB gun. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there could be uh, quadrocopters with like a, a platform on top of it that kind of moves around a bit like Pong. That is a much better idea. <laughs> That's really good. And, and does the same thing for your mm. feet. Oh, you can run around like that, and it's just these things that catch your feet and push you upwards. Right, and then you don't really even have to be falling. 
don't even really have to be plummeting, do you, to to pull this off? You could be stationary in the air, mm. leaping from quadricopter to quadricopter. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, it's the quadricopter that's leaping from underfoot to that's underfoot. That's true. Yes, you would have to have a lot of. I, I love the faith and the confidence that would be involved in taking each individual leap step that the quadricopter would be there when you needed it. Who do you think has yeah, who do you think has more confidence there? Do you think it's the 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 tennis player that is running in the air and have been caught or do you think it's the engineer who says that this is going to work <laughs> and designed it? Well, you know, the engineer will have some kind of professional indemnity insurance. Um so course, they'll probably yeah. be so, okay. so they're fine. But the tennis player, they don't have anything they I, I mean, guess they couldn't you couldn't possibly get an insurance company to uh I guess the tennis player will have a parachute. So if they will allow them that, if they fall, if they miss a quadricopter, they can deploy their chute. And if a quadricopter misses them. Yeah. Because they're not looking to the ground to see where to step on. Mm. They're just running Mm. so that they can catch the ball. They're focused on the tennis This would look really good in some sort of sci-fi movie. Right? Yeah. And the thing is, is that... If the technology is as good as we say, you could probably actually have a terrestrial game mm. that that goes upwards, that, that just gets elevated without the pl- players even noticing. So it just slowly goes higher and higher and higher. It slowly goes higher. All the, all the tiles of the ground uh, slowly fall away except for the necessary mm. ones. And One for each foot and then one for the ball on each now side. Now the... Um, the lines and that sort of thing uh, would have to be somehow projected oh, yeah, then, into the sky using lasers. Holo- holograms, hologram, you think? Hologram, it's a hologram. Hologram. Um, yeah, Alistair. maybe. Or they, or they could be also quadricoptered up. They could be, yeah. You're right. Why would I Why would I suddenly back down on the quadricopter technology? Part of my brain was like, I don't know if quadricopters would work for the lines. But if we've got quadricopters working for everything else... I'm going to say it. Quadricopters for the lines as well. Quadricopters. Yep. Um, Alistair, have we talked about this? But that I doubt it. Uh, in the Winter Olympics, things like running don't stop existing yeah. during winter, right? No, that's it true. It feels like all the sports that, you know, shot put, right? That's not a... Mm a summer-only sport. All the sports that do exist during... It's barely a summer <laughs> sport. <laughs> all, the, all the sports that exist during the Summer Olympics still exist during the mm. Winter Olympics. It's just that the Winter Olympic yeah. sports can't exist during the summer. But I don't think that that flaw with the Winter Olympic sports should stop uh, Summer Olympic Olymp- Olympians from being able to demonstrate their their feats of strength and endurance and speed during yeah. the winter months. And so I think that we think should... It should become the, the, the indoor summer Olympics, indoor winter well, Olympics. Well, no, I don't think... Or do you just want to see... I don't think see... they should be indoors. I think they should be. It's just doing them, but in the cold. and Beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. <laughs> winter beach volleyball. You see, same same restrictive uh, uniform requirements. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I I'm I'm happy for them to be really really rugged up. <laughs> yeah. Just just layer after layer, and they're you know basically a sphere of um of of, of cladding, um, mm. and you know similarly with the with the with the running. I think the swimming. I swimming think we may have tricky. talked about this, but I mean, I, I yeah, swimming. I mean, Wet you suits. know, it's just in cold yeah. water. Wetsuits. Mm. Um, sometimes the lakes will be mm. frozen. I mean, probably the lakes will be frozen, but I guess they do it inside anyway. They don't really the do them in lakes. Yeah, oh, I guess they do do them inside. Well, well, they do like canoeing and stuff like that mm. in lakes or the yeah, the kayaking. Mm. Kayaking will become harder. Well, you'll need to incorporate some of that icebreaker technology from the Antarctic research vessels into your yeah. into your kayak 
design, or maybe have a superheated kayak yeah. that melts its way through the uh, yeah through maybe the ice. Pe- pedal based heat. Pedal based heat, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like if you could just be pedaling on the inside, mm. and it creates friction that warms up your kayak. Mm. I think. You know, it's like hot knife technology. Hot, yeah, I think um, being able to pedal. Um, to power more um, household devices is also a good idea. It, it, for the Winter Olympics? No, for, for, uh, for life in general. So like, you know, using a coffee machine, why can't that be at the Olympics? Pedal-powered <laughs> coffee machine. At the, at the Olympics. What? At the Winter at the Olympics. Winter, mm. Well, obviously it'll be this summer. I mean, it's traditionally it's a um, summer sport, but why not? At the Winter Olympics. But what's the thing that makes something a sport? You know, why isn't mm. using a coffee machine? Like, I mean, it just it's just about setting the parameters, right? It's, is it the speed at which you set it up? Mm. You get rid of the cold, wet grounds that are that been in there for three days uh, from the last time you used the thing. That's the first yep. step. Um, you got to rinse off the all the other, you know, all the stuff off. And then you got to... Find where the coffee is. Yeah. <laughs> See if you have any left. Get a spoon. Try to remember what is the ratio again of of coffee to you know, of water to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then I guess it, I think it's usually like one teaspoon per cup. Ah. Okay. Per that doesn't mm. seem like very much. Are, are you using instant coffee? Uh. No, because no. that would be—I think that would be considered cheating. I don't think we'll allow it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm using a percolator. Uh, um. Anyway, is there anything in any of that? Um. Yeah, I feel like we've done the Winter mm. Olympics sports in the summer before, or the Summer Olympic sports in sure. the winter. But sure. Um, no, very fair. Uh, how about this then? Right. Yeah. The hot cocoa. Uh, that is the traditional wintery drink. Um, are there any sports? The sports summer, food? not Olympics. <laughs> yes. What does that mean to you? So, so it's the summer, not Olympics. It's you send, you send, you know, a hundred of your best mm. to go there and not compete in sports, and but you televise them just doing stuff in their, in their dorm rooms. Mm. Having sex with each other. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I sorry. mean, this is this okay. separate to Big Brother in some ways? Is this a different? Is this a different concept? It's definitely got nothing to do with Big. These are these are these are our best. Right. Oh, sure. Well, I think uh, there's definitely we just look at our best for. There's a definitely got to be a market in just televising, live streaming the athletes' village, as if it is a reality show, and we get to watch. Mm. Everything that they do, and I, I I can see that being extremely popular. Yeah, and, and Olympics like, up late, you know, like <laughs> yeah. But think about this: like, let's say, let's say you've got like you've got your best diplomat, you got your best plumber, you got your best, uh, you know, delivery mm. driver, things like that. You're sending them all mm. to Japan. Mm. Right in the middle of a pandemic, mm. uh, no. But uh, and then they're all staying at, an, a, at a a village, and there's all the best in the world at those things from other countries there as well. And now there's just a s- series of cameras, CCTV, and stuff like that everywhere. And it, but instead of just being televised, mm. you get to just you get to just go go on your computer and just you can follow one person, mm. see what they're doing, what are they. Who are they talking to? Is the diplomat talking to other diplomats? You can then you can just zoom in with the cameras. You could probably choose an option that just follows one person and, and it, follow, mm. you know, it chooses the cameras based on where that person's moving mm. to. You watch it. What's he talking about? Oh, is he talking to the plumber? <laughs> what do they have to, have to say to each other? <laughs> and you can listen to the conversation between the diplomat and the listen. plumber. Yeah. yeah. You can listen. You know, what... what what is the crossover in those two fields? What about you know? Are they is is one more sexist than well, the other? Well, I like this, but I want I kind of I want it to be sexier, and I was wondering if we could do a well, kind of Andy, um, 
There could be cameras in a the toilets. A diplomacy island type thing. That's cameras like Love Island. In the bottom of the toilet. And we get the world's sexiest diplomats and we put oh. them all in a sort of a, a United Nations. In a vagina. In a vagina? Is that what you said? What's sexier than that? <laughs> yeah. We put them all in a big vagina. And okay. is that was that that's that's your suggestion? Well, you said sexy. Yeah. And and then we just It could be a big penis if I you want. I just want to see how they uh how what happens when the world's sexiest diplomats are left alone at a at a summit. I, you know what my fear is? You know what my fear is? My fear is that this will quickly become not about the diplomacy. <laughs> You know, and we won't be choosing these people based on their diplomatic skills, but they're on on their on their physical attributes alone. Well, I think you've got to make I a mean, compromise somewhere. And what I want is I want to get people the world over to care about diplomacy, like they care about reality television. And if what's required is for us to get only very sexy diplomats, then I think that that's you know. That's what happens. You know, that's that's the price to pay. If it if we'll get some okay, eyeballs, look, I, get people invested in the otherwise quite dry business of international in, diplomacy. In IR. In, in, uh, in international mm. relations. Mm. Okay, look. I want there I want this to work. Okay, so look. Okay. We've got sexy diplomats. Mm. Okay. We're filming them, going there, we're seeing different countries get along. I guess if you saw your diplomat mm hook up with you know and like the the you know the arrival the high commissioner yep. the high commissioner to, to Uzbekistan yep. and then you're like oh, I didn't know relations between our two countries were that good mm. right or you see them I guess you see them you watch them having sex and it's really yeah. good yeah do you think that would probably be good for trade <laughs> between the two be. countries bit of two way trade um, you know, it could go badly as well. You know, they they could have falling outs. One of them could turn out to be a very selfish lover, and obviously that would have negative consequences. But I think we'd all learn more about each other. I also think there's a great movie. This is a slightly different idea. In the yeah. idea of like a United Nations summit, right? Everyone's gone to some sort of island again for a United Nations summit. They're all there, and then yeah. there's some kind of global catastrophe. And they get cut off from everywhere, right? No one can get there to get them off. And all their clothes get <laughs> and all their clothes fall <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, and and they and we just see how all the world leaders like what happens when world leaders are left alone to fend for themselves and what you know it's a lord of the flies type scenario but uh but with world leaders and we see of all the world leaders who emerges as the leader of the world leaders maybe this is even so it'd be like president of the flies maybe this is even a prank that the rest of the world pulls on all their leaders we uh, make them yes. think that there's been a global catastrophe and they're cut off from everything we watch them we let them sort out their differences that way without us having to go to war instead of a world war. We let them go we to let war. them have a personal struggle. You know what it is? It's World War One of leaders. Mm. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So where it's all of us sending them into like a, a you know like a. What's that? What's that game? That movie Battle there Royale. where all the, 
battle yeah, royale. Okay. But it's world leaders. It's a battle royal. It's a battle. It's a battle elected leader. Mm, nice. Some of them aren't leader elected. Leader. But I think that would be great. Maybe there could even be um some kind of alien involvement in this one as well. Like it feels like something that aliens might set up. Right? They get they come down, yeah. they get all our leaders and then they chuck them in some sort of a big thing when they get them to fight. No, oh, but that'll make us I think that'll make us all want to you know, come together ver- against the aliens. Um, I think the you know, like you want it to be like the people have had enough. Yeah, that that is also true. <laughs> okay, then that's what it is. We tell the we make the uh, leaders think it's the aliens that have done this, right? But actually, it's mm. the people who've had enough. We pretend to be aliens doing it. <laughs> so, so that they don't just like what open fire on us is that the leaders well the leaders yeah, don't like, have weapons they, like they... they're leaders oh i know but they've got armies well the armies are on our side as well we've all agreed we organized yeah, it behind yeah. their backs on a big whatsapp group so why do we tell them that it's the aliens no we wouldn't use whatsapp we use signal so that the leaders couldn't hack in and see what we were doing why we tell them that it's the aliens to set yeah. up the context of the contest, right? To yeah. so that they don't know that it's really a test in that way from from us, the people. Maybe the aliens. If the aliens thing is complicating it, if it's if it if you're finding the aliens thing overwhelming, Alistair, I'm not married to it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the aliens makes me think all the world leaders will come together and then they'll discuss how to what should we do about these aliens. I think it's a good twist at the end. I think cuz I think the aliens force them to to fight, right? They say you have to you have to, you know, we only one of you is going to get out of here. And well, yeah, but you know what they're like, you know what the world leaders, like if 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 instead it was all the people of the world putting them in there mm. forcing them to fight, then they'll know that that even if they escape, you know they're not going to be safe. It'll be the. I think it's a good reveal. Their, their for own the people end will... that it was the people. You know they think it's the aliens, and then we reveal at the end that it was we, the people, united. Something something, but it's okay. Something, I'm not married to it, as I say. Married, to. My wife. Sorry, I said that. Very embarrassed. No, it's okay. You are. I am. I am. And I shouldn't be embarrassed. But it was a stupid thing Andy, to say. don't be embarrassed about being married to your <laughs> wife. I think it's I think it's a good thing that you did. Well, if I was married to somebody else, that would be who who wasn't my wife. That would mm. be uh yeah, that'd be a real problem. So uh yeah. Yeah. Hey Andy, what's this sound? Silence? You can't no. hear that. Go again. Are you doing it near the microphone or near the microphone that I'm listening to? Man, I was doing it right on the microphone. The fact that you couldn't hear it is an incredible achievement on the part of both my microphone, this telephone line. Oh, I was doing it into the. I was doing it. <laughs> I was doing it into the podcast. Yeah, that's, mic, that, that's what I was asking you. <laughs> um, Andy, don't worry about it. Everybody else will have heard a rattle. It was a rattle. I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you. It was a rattle. Um, yeah. A, what about this? The a rattle, rattlesna- a rattlesnake that has a child's rattle uh, on its tail, and uh, it's in entire evolutionary niche is of uh, is eating babies, eating children. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? How do you feel about that? Then it should have been. I reckon it would have been outdone by the milk bottle, mm. uh, baby, or the boo, the boob-tailed bottle, uh, uh, the boob-tailed snake. Or bottle. Uh, what about this? It's it's a rattlesnake that's got a little cocktail shaker on its tail, and uh, a cocktail little cocktail shaker. shaker. Yeah, looks exactly yeah. and looks and sounds exactly like a cocktail shaker, right? <laughs> the ice in there, the mint all sloshing and rattling around. 
the the mint the there, there is ice so there is actually ice there's ingredients oh, no, it's, inside it's, 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 that's what it sounds like it sounds like there's mint okay, in it okay so you can like hear, you can the, hear mint. the mint yeah the unmistakable <laughs> sloshing rattle of mint Sound they're making mojitos of mint. and yeah. you know imagine you're out there in the I in think the you desert add the mint after in a um, mojito among <laughs> the rocks right among the rocks yeah and and you, of course you're thirsty in the desert oh. What 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 could oh, tempt you more on the than, a, than a mojito? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, something like a, you know, a white rum. Mm, you're stumbling between the boulders. Oh, where's where's this cocktail being made? And then you see just poking up a, behind a, one of the rocks, uh, what looks exactly like a cocktail shaker moving by mm. itself, looking. Moving exactly in the way it would move if a if a bartender, exactly an invisible bartender, shaking was it. shaking it, a little bit to the side, mm-hmm. that forward and back mm-hmm. motion, mm-hmm. like that. You go, there must be a ghost bartender yeah, there. But beggars can't be choosers. You think you clamber over the rock and you've I'll gone take, into. I'll take a mojito. For- the layer of the cocktail shaker snake. Yep, I'm into it. Thanks. Um, how many sketch ideas have we written down, Alistair? Andy, let me count. One. Ah, yes. Two. Uh-huh. Three. Ooh. Four. Five. Yes. And six. There you go. Should we go to some words from a listener? I don't know if you know this, Alistair, but this show has listeners. And sometimes okay. they support us on Patreon. They send in uh, in words. And um, we turn them into a sketch idea. Which, send in more words, people. Send in more words. Please do. Um, but, uh, Alastair, uh, I believe this this week we have we have some words from uh, one of our devoted yeah. listeners. And be- because I have such a good system... Mm. It has come to the point where every single set of words I think I've said before. Or either that or I'm only able to pick words that I've said before. It's such a good system. Um, but these are three words from listener Thomas Ambrose. Thomas Ambrose. Thomas Ambrose once told us a, a story on Twitter, I think, telling us about being in a military situation and listen, not allowed to listen to to things not being allowed could be court-martialed for this um and uh and was in a like some kind of dugout Mm. listening to our podcast chuckling to oneself illegally putting themselves at risk of ruining their career there you go i mean we so we appreciate the sacrifices that are made by um by our listeners in order to listen to this show um, thank you, th- Thomas. Now, the three words from Thomas, Andy, do you want to guess them or do you already know I them? I hope you didn't just reveal something that Thomas wouldn't want revealed. In case the, the military listening. are listening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I want you to know I used a nom de plume, uh, a fake name. Very good. And so if this actually has happened to a real person called Thomas Ambrose, that's just a coincidence. Exactly. This the real listener has a different name. Now, uh, okay, here uh, we go. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the uh, the first word now, and the first word is leg. Oh, you started so strong and then ended really bad. The first word was correct. The first letter was correct. That's good. But the word you were looking for was listeners. Listeners. Uh, second word is understand. No, Andy. But you had one, like, okay. Your, the first letter of that word understand was half of the letter <laughs> that is at the beginning of, yeah. of this one. A W. Oh. Which is the beginning of the word watch. Listeners watch. Yeah. Um, and the last word is um, weekly. No, he wasn't pushing 
Thomas wasn't pushing people towards listeners watching the Weekly Planet. No. Good show, though. Um, they should. They should, but why would a listener watch? A listener listens. Mm. Um, no, the third word is magma. Listeners watch magma. Thomas, Thomas is using his three words to promote our <laughs> show, Magma. This is on SOSPresents.com. I mean, the, the efficiency it. with which Thomas was able to do that, using only three words to say what, at the start of some episodes, was taking me as much as five or ten minutes, um, is yeah. really impressive. And I've, I've been suitably schooled. Absolutely spectacular Mm. work there. But um, let's think about what a sketch would be. I mean, what would it mean for a listener to watch Mm. Magma? Sure, sure. I mean, in a way, that is the job of a seismologist. You know, they detect vibrations. Um, Mm -hmm. A seismologist watches Magma with their ears. uh, Yeah, I would say so. They... Use um, the sounds coming from the Earth yeah. to detect the movement of magma to predict whether or not a volcano is going to erupt. And so, you know, they're watching in the sense of monitoring its movement, you know, which is something that normally you don't strictly use your ears for. Um, but so is it because they're vibrations that you're saying that they're it's sound? Well, yeah, it is sound. It's vibrations coming through the earth. That's what a seismologist picks up, right? That's sound. Yeah, and so vibrate vib- vibration is sound. I think so. Do you yeah. think that's a controversial Great. statement? Well, no, no. I know that sound is vibration. Mm. Mm. Is vibrations? I just I didn't know if it was necessarily true the other way around. I don't mean to be giving you a hard no, time. No, no, no. That's okay. But I think, uh, you know, I think that is what a, you know, that's one way of interpreting what's going on there. Well, I think for me, look, I was thinking it's probably a person that has no senses other than ears. Mm. Yep. Being taken to observe magma. You know, imagine all you can do is listen, right? And, uh, And what have you been listening to? Well, people telling you about... The wonders of the Earth's interior. Mm. Now, th- liquid rock. I mean, how strange must that be? What is rock? Well, you know, listen to this. Click, 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 click. That's somebody banging two stones together. Mm, yeah, it's the only right. But what would that be like instead if it was splooch, splooch, splooch mm. like that? Well, this is what this listener wants to hear. What would it sound like if you were banging two liquid rocks together? Mm, sure, sure. I mean, you don't often. So they have. It's not something you often experience is liquid on liquid, um, you know, contact like that. Although I guess that's a lot of waves um, crashing. Might sound and that like sort this thing. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. No, no? I think if you isn't that a drop falling into water? It's a really good point. Yeah, I think it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think. I mean, I think it would be. I think it would be cute if um, if magma did make some of the you know the little babbling noises that water makes when it's when it's running you know over da- down a babbling brook you know if it if it yeah it is drip, pretty drip, dramatic drip. a lot of the time yeah I don't I would l- I like like a nice Japanese garden mm. but instead of like a cool running stream. It's magma. Can't there be kind of calm magma scenarios? Well, you know, the Japanese are, of course, also famous for their rock gardens, uh, mm. as well as for their, yeah. um, you know, little manipulation of water in little bamboo fountain type things. Let's combine the two. Let's have a liquid yeah. rock garden. And the... Yeah, no, that's true. The, imagine how soothing that would be if you could have <laughs> dripping magma delicately into a pool i i feel i want to see it also going over one of those big wheels Mm, yeah you know that (laughs) that spins and generates a bit of electricity like could you get hydropower (gasps) from from flowing magma i think i think we could i think this could solve global warming 
I mean, I'm not totally sure whether whether <laughs> using hot rocks to generate electricity, but it's got to be something. And, you know, it's more dense than water, so it would have a lot more power to it. Oh, a bit more oomph. Mm. What would you call that? Do you think there'd be moments where it would cool down enough that it would kind of jam up your thing by being by turning to rock? That would suck. That would be really difficult. Yeah, but it, there's a lot of volume inside the Earth. Yeah, just just get it just get it moving. It's um, magma electricity. I mean, it's our new business venture. But it's also magma electricity, but also cool and um, calming. Magma rock gardens. Mm. I mean, did we just come up with magma? <laughs> this, this is this is basically our show, Magma, where we come up with solutions. Well, the listeners for magma. really should watch it. They can go to SOS Presents. That's and, true. Uh, and um, so, what is our final idea here? Hydro. <laughs> ah, a sketch idea. Mm. Well. Hydro power. I think it would be a good thing for a um, an evil person in a movie to um, have a magma garden uh, that they actually find quite yep. soothing. You know, they could be a real sort of monstrous demon, but where they go to unwind um, yeah. after a day magma of evil is yeah. their magma rock garden where where magma drips. I mean, we realise that once it's out of the earth, it's lava technically, but um, you know. And uh, well, I know, but he's got an he's got a he's got an in volcano layer, so he could actually still have exposed magma, magma. and still technically be called magma. You're right. Yes. So there you go. That's something. I mean, I, I do like the idea of of you know a a bad guy who relaxes with an edge. Mm. You know, for like relaxation to kind of be like I don't have lame relaxation like waterfalls. You know, and the sound of silence and things like that. No, no, no. You know, I like bur- you know, flowing, burning magma. I think the problem would be the smell of sulfur and stuff like that that comes from the inner earth. But, you know... It smells like farts. <laughs> but they're, they're evil, right? So farts are probably their incense. That's probably their air. Their air is farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their perfume is farts. And, and their air freshener, Alistair, farts. Yes, farts, Andy. Farts. Oh, you do. <laughs> I, you know, you actually surprised me because I thought you were going to say something. Yeah, else. they should have a can of like, farts like that. I'm yeah. amazed. Well, maybe I'm amazed that doesn't ones. exist. At least yeah. as a novelty product. I'm sure it does, Andy. Yeah. Be pretty. It would yeah. be pretty I'm good sure to some... have a prank product where you can go into people's houses where they have one of those Glen. 20 automatic <laughs> automatic air freshener things. Replace the canister mm-hmm. in there with a canister of farts. You've got you to gotta admit, a little thing that automatically detects when you come into the room and does a fart is <laughs> a funny <laughs> prank. I think, that's what, I think that's what having a dog yeah. is. Or me in your house. Um, Alistair. All right, I'll take us through the ideas before we run out of time. Uh, Air fart. Sketch ideas. Number one, we need to recombine the seven kingdoms of life to defeat the aliens that separated See, us. that's good. They couldn't defeat us when we were single-celled organisms. Love it. And so they, they tried to separate us so that eventually they could get us alone. It was the single-celled organisms they couldn't beat. But now they're... They just wanted... I don't know what they wanted. I don't know what they wanted. I, I can't... I can't, I can't figure it out right now. Okay, then we got different tennis terrains, like the flying hydrocopter, the desert, the ice terrain. I think that's cool. Then we have sexy... No, then we have summer not Olympics. That's when we send a hundred of our best to just watch them. What do they do? What are they up to? Oh, what's he saying to that, to that guy raking those leaves? <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> sexy diplomats. Oh, it's it's like diplomat d- d- diplomats, but sexy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on an island. Always oh, at an island. Yeah. It's funny. This next one's set on an island oh, as great. well. We've got leader world war, which is like a battle royale, but it's all world leaders. See how they like it. We conscripted them all mm. 
into a war. I think it would have to be televised. And, you know, I, I imagine each country would be rooting for their leader. Maybe it depends on how much they like their leader, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. I think a lot of people would be rooting for them to die. Mm. Um, then we, but then of course, after this battle royal, we would put up a memorial to them in a park. That's nice. They'd like that. Yeah, they'd like that. I mean, you know, they'd be dead, but, um, then we got cocktail shaker snake. Mm. Um, oh, look out for that one. It's, yeah, it's a real killer. In the it's a kind of reverse hunger games that we came up with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think that's a sketch. That's a very doable sketch. Too much to eat games. Then we got the hydro power from magma. Oh yeah, magma rock garden. Ooh, what a sketch <laughs> idea! And then we go can of farts. <laughs> All right, this this may be our best episode yet. <laughs> I think can of farts. Thank you so much for listening to In Think Tank. That was great that you did that. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Alistair is at AlistairTB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. We are at Two In Tank. You can support us on Patreon. There's a link in the show notes down below. Um, Alistair, anything else? Um, you can always get magma. You can always just, you know, spend some time with your family and friends and take care of yourself and make sure that you're drinking water. Yeah. Um, Hope you can get out. And Rory get from uh, Rory from Dog Dog Hair Network uh, tw- posted tweeted tweeted recently about how he drank two liters of water in a day and he felt fantastic instead of drinking two liters of coffee mm. in a day. And uh, and I, I don't want to believe that happiness is that accessible. That easy? But I'm never going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to try it. But I did go to an optometrist the other day and then they said that my eyeballs looked dry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still not going to And I know that I'm dehydrated. And I know that's what it was. <laughs> but no, no, no. I'm not giving in. I'm not going to give myself the satisfaction no. of being happy. So thank you very much for... Thank you very much for listening. And we we love, love you. You. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.